You are now listening to For For Such a Time as This radio show with Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is For Such a Time as This radio broadcast. Glory to God. And I am your host. This is Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. Well, beloved, we have quite a word for you on this evening. But as we're accustomed to do, you know how we do. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O God. I worship you, God. We worship you, God. I lift you up, God. I magnify you, O God. Glory to your name, O God. Forgive us, O God, of our sins. God, wash us clean. Have mercy on us, Father. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord God. Remove transgressions, sins, and iniquities in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast this evening. The blood of Jesus over those under the sound of my voice. The blood of Jesus all over myself. Hallelujah. Protection, Lord God. Your angels and can't run about. Your hedge of protection, Father God. Send your warring angels and your archangels down now to fight on my behalf, on our behalf, Father God. Do a new thing, God. Cancel every assignment of the enemy, O God. In the name name of Jesus. Oh Lord, you be glorified in this program. Less of me and more of you. Use these lips of clay. Use me and have your own way, oh God. Break up the follow ground of those listening, Father God. Break up the follow ground of our hearts, mind, and soul. Make us good ground for your word to fall on and let it grow up and bear much fruit. Let us not just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. We pray for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and revelation of this word. Leading God, instruct, and teach us in this word, Father God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. I pray for blessings, God, on myself and the listeners tonight, God, I pray for your blessings, your open windows, open heaven, open doors, miracles, blessings, and favor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, beloved, I am so blessed and honored and grateful to be able to come before you for another broadcast, another program. Glory to God. Um, So I'm just going to jump right into this word. So the message on tonight is talking about the sacrifice. Glory to God. So um, I was led to this message this week, um, just talking about the sacrifice. So if you have your Bibles, you can go to Genesis 4, glory to God, because that's what we'll be reading out of Genesis 4, talking about the sacrifice, glory to God. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. It says, and Adam knew his wife. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And in the process of time, hallelujah, it came to pass. Hallelujah. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground, an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel, unto his offering. But unto Cain, unto his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth 
And his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slave Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain. At least any finding him should kill him. And Cain went from went out, last scripture, and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Glory to God, glory to God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word, even though we know that reading God's word is the actual blessing. Glory to God. So beloved, I want to talk to you tonight about the sacrifice. Glory to God. So as I was going through this this scripture, this word in Genesis 4, there's just so much to be uncovered. There's so much to be um, unfold from this scripture. So many revelations. Hallelujah. And I don't know if you remember on a previous message I did where I talked about the different various revelations that are in the word of God, that each scripture within itself has at least, and that's only the ones I could count and find 11, at least 11 revelations are in any one scripture. Glory to God. Um, So but the, in this in this particular passage of scripture, there's so much we can take from what happened to our brother Cain. Glory to God. And um, so I want to talk to you tonight about the sacrifice. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back and just kind of try to unpack this thing for us. Glory to God, because I believe that there's something significant, there's something great, there's something impactful, there's something that God wants us to see and understand and notice about. Cain and what happened with him and his brother Abel. And it's, it's you know, most of the time when this message is preached, it's talking about, you know, the sin um, of what Cain did to Abel. And that was awful. And that was horrible. And as you can see, God dealt with him on that. Uh, but I want to, I want to talk, I want to take it from a different angle and I want to talk about the sacrifice. I want to talk about what happened when Cain brought his sacrifice to God versus when Abel brought his sacrifice to God. So it says, Um, we go back into one. It says, and Adam knew his wife and she conceived, glory to God. So in the Bible, we know that when you see that it says a man knew a woman or, you know, Adam knew his wife, they're actually talking about they had marital relations, glory to God. So they got together and then she got pregnant, glory to God, and she had Cain, 
And she said she she got a man child from the Lord. So she felt blessed. She felt like she was blessed because Cain was born. Glory to God. And then it kind of jumps over some time there. And that's one thing I love about the, the scripture, like, you know, certain wording. So we'll get to that when he says in the process of time. So, you know, God is a God that supersedes time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He steps outside of time. Hallelujah. And he can do things and he's not limited by time. But we see that even in this scripture, it kind of jumps over some time because it, it jumps over some things that happen in between. Uh, what is it? One and two, because uh, it says that, you know, she first has she had came. So you got to figure that Cain grew some. And then she got pregnant again. It says, and then again, she bare his brother Abel. So that has, that's at least nine months that went by that we don't see whatever happened in there. And a lot of times people be like, well, that's not in the Bible. But it's a lot of things that aren't in the Bible that actually did happen. And, you know, and God addresses that in the New Testament. Um, I believe it's in John where he says, you know, all the things that happened couldn't be written. They couldn't be contained. All the things that Jesus did couldn't be contained in all these books. They would have to write so many books that would just... It would overflow the earth. That's how many books would have to be written over all the things that they couldn't write down because it was so much stuff, right? Glory to God. So, but it says, and again, she bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So now we skip all the way from their birth to their profession. So now they're adults because you got to think about it. at least they're young adults, so they're you know teenagers. They're old enough that they can work because now it, it assigned them. They they begin to get assigned roles. So now we have uh, we have Cain, and he's tilling the ground. Hallelujah! He's almost like a a farmer. Glory to God! So he's he's dealing in the articulture. Glory to God! And then you have. Abel, who is uh, tending the sheep, glory to God. He's he's watching over the flock. He's kind of the role of a shepherd, glory to God, where he's an overseer, glory to God. So we have these two roles that they've now stepped into. So, you know, all this time has passed, whereas though she had Cain and she had Abel, and now it jumps into their life of their professions and what they're doing with their life, glory to God. And they got to sign roles. And that's something you got to look at in the Bible. When you go into Genesis, God always will give you a purpose, glory to God. God will always assign you a purpose. So if you don't know what your purpose is, maybe it's just because you haven't sorted out from God hard enough, long enough, strong enough, because I promise you, God always gives people purpose. God has a purpose for your life and he'll give you something on the earth to do while you're here on the earth. It's not just for us to sit idly by, but God has assigned each of us something, a calling, something that he's requiring of of us and he wants us to do. Glory to God. So it jumps into their professions and it says that, you know, he's this farmer, tiller of the ground. So he's dealing with the articulture. He's dealing with the plants and the herbs and the trees and he's tending and he's he's probably planting seeds and he's growing things. Glory to God. And he understands a lot about that life. And um, then Abel. Hallelujah. He's watching over the flock and he has the sheep and he's taking care of um, the animals. Hallelujah. So it says that. When it when they came in the process of time, so let me go back to that part on three. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So Cain goes in to, and taps into his profession because see, Cain is a farmer. So when he brought his offering, he's tapping into what he knows, which is his job, which is tilling the ground. So he knows about the fruits and the vegetables. He knows about the plants and the herbs and the trees. So he's going to bring God something that he knows. He said, okay, this is, this is something that's easy for me. I can just go and I can just get this plant. I can just go and get these fruits. I can just go and get these vegetables. I can just go and pl- pluck up something from the ground that I grew. Glory to God. 
It's not anything to it. I can just go and do that. And that should be good for God because, you know, he put me in this position, glory to God, to be able to till this ground. So surely God is going to be pleased with this thing that I'm bringing to him. That's from the thing that he gave me to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, it says in, in the word, in the scripture, he said, in the process of time, it came to pass the cane board of the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And it says, and Abel, hallelujah, his brother, he also bought of the firstling of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. So then we go to, we jump over to his brother, Abel. Now, Abel brings God. An animal. He brings him not just any animal, though. This is what you got to recognize and understand. It says the firstling. See, the firstling means that it was the first animal of its kind born into that season. The firstling means that it's the first fruit. It's the first thing that came out for that season. That first animal, that first sheep, that first goat, that first whatever animal that was. The first sheep that came, that was born to that mother, the first male sheep that was without spot or blemish. This is what he gives to God. Glory to God. The first male to, to they, they call it the matrix in the Bible. It says that the first one to break into break the matrix or come out of the matrix, which is talking about the woman's womb. When, when, when that, when the baby comes and the head crowns, glory to God. So that's the matrix and he's coming out. Hallelujah. So that first animal to come out of its mother's womb, that first child, the firstborn, glory to God. He didn't just bring God any old animal. He didn't go and say, oh, let me just get something I already got in the storage house somewhere. No, he waited. Glory to God. He waited and gave God the first, hallelujah, the first animal that was born in that season, the first animal that was born to his mother, the first animal that was the firstborn. Glory to God. See, we're going to, we're coming to something. Stay with me. Stay with me here. We're going somewhere with this. Hallelujah. We're getting to a point here. Hallelujah. The first, hallelujah. You got to recognize the first. That's important here. The first. He brought God the first. Hallelujah. It doesn't say that Cain brought God first anything. Hallelujah. It didn't say that Cain brought God the first fruits. It didn't say that Cain brought God first anything. But Abel, hallelujah, brought God the first. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's so much to unpack. In this, in this verse, in this chapter, hallelujah. He says, and Abel bore also the first thing of the flock and the, the fat and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and unto his offering. See, one other thing you have to understand about the fat is that in the um, biblical days, when the priest um, would offer the sacrifice of the animals up before God, um, they wouldn't just bring the animal, they would bring the fat as well. So they would, they would slaughter the animal and they would bring the fat. And it was something about that fat. Cause when the fat burned, maybe it was something to that. Um, when I think about fat burn, you got to think about, it's going to be, uh, take longer to burn than just any, than the meat or anything else. When it's, as it's burning, it's, it's, it's a, it's a savoring there. There's something that's lasting with it, right? Because it's fat. It's not, it has substance to it of the fat. It's not just, you know, something liquid it will evaporate, let's say, but fat is going to linger. It's not just burning instantly like that. So it's something to that. But 
There's something about that fat when they brought the fatted calf or the fat of something, a substance there. Glory to God. There's, there's something to be said about that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, he says, but unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect, but see God respected Abel's offering for um, many of the reasons that we're talking about here. The fact that the offering was first, hallelujah, glory to God. And the fact that it was something, hallelujah, that was living, hallelujah. And he says, um, and the Lord said unto Cain, hallelujah, but let me, let me jump back up here too. But unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. Now Cain gets upset because God does not accept his offering. God is not pleased with his offering. God is not happy with his offering. And Cain decides to get upset about that. Cain gets frustrated. He gets mad. When they say wroth, that's like an anger. That's a righteous, well, I won't say it's righteous, but it's, it's some type of indignation there. There's, um, there's frustration there. He's frustrated. He's mad. He's angry. But why are you angry at God? Glory to God. So this is the question that God asked him. Glory to God. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? Like, what's wrong with you, brother? Like, what's the problem, son? Like, why are you getting upset over something? And let's, let's read further what God told him. He said, and why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? He said, and this is, this is the key. This is the key line. But this is so good. He said, if thou doest well, my God, my God, my God, if thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted? Mm, my God. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire. And thou shall rule over him. He's talking about the sin. The sin is going to get the best of you. The sin is going to take over you if you don't do well. That's what he's telling him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The sin is going to see that he says unto him should be the desire. That means the sin is going to have its way and it's going to get the best of that person. That's where sin is at the door. He's going to be able to get through the door and overtake him because the person is not doing well. My God. But he says, if thou, I love that line, if it's a couple of lines that just jump out and hear that thing it's in the process of time, it came to pass. Whenever you see in the process of time, you see suddenly, you see immediately in the scriptures, just pay attention. It's something great about to happen. And in the process of time, it's something about that line in the process of time. And it came to pass. It's just like, oh, Jesus, I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you what it is. It's something about when you read that in the scriptures. I just love it. Anyway, in the process of time and it came to pass. But he says, if thou doest well, mm. if thou doest well, this is the thing like you, he's mad at God, like it's God's fault that he didn't do the right thing. He's mad at God about that, but he had to recognize and look at himself. If thou doest well, if he had just done the right thing, if he hadn't been lazy about his offering, if he had taken the time to, I just believe, and I, I'm kind of, you know, maybe I'm seeing more into the scripture than what's actually there, but I just, it just seems to me. It just would appear as though Abel actually took the time to learn God. It was almost like it was almost like the difference between Martha and Mary, because we see in um, the New Testament where Martha was. It says Martha was a comfort about many things. So she's busy going about doing all these different things and getting stuff done while Mary sat at Jesus's feet. And she just sat there and she learned of Jesus. She learned who Jesus was. She learned his ways. Right. And that's something that 
is to be said that as believers, we need to do more. We need to sit at Jesus' feet and learn of him. We need to learn God. We need to stay in the scripture and this word and learn God's ways because we can't just come bringing God any old thing. We can't just come and say, here, God, you take this because God has a certain way of doing things. God has a certain way that he wants things. So we can't just say, well, well, he just God, you know, so many people just jump on that bandwagon of Oh, come as you are, right? Yes, you can come as you are, but just come as you are and expect to be changed because God is a God that he has an order. He has a way. He has a way. It says the way it seems of right into a man, but the end thereof is detrimental. It's not going to bring you life. Hallelujah. So we have to seek what is God's way of doing things? What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the king's dominion, the king's rule. When the rule of the king is over a place, that's God's way, right? So... This is just is so awesome. But he said, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. Hallelujah. And so it says, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Hallelujah. So now he's lying, right? Because he knows, he knows what he did. And he said, um, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Here's another aspect of God, right? God is a respecter of the blood. God is a respecter of life. Hallelujah. You can't just take life and not expect God not to pay attention or take notice. Hallelujah. God respects blood because it says in several scriptures in Genesis and other places, it talks about the life being in the blood, right? So that blood will speak glory to God. So this is the thing that if 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 Cain had paid attention to who God was and how God was from the beginning, we wouldn't have never even been in this situation. Glory to God. If Cain had just t- taken the time to learn God, that God is a respecter of blood, that he would have brought a better sacrifice. See, his sacrifice had no blood in it. Glory to God. His sacrifice was a plant. Glory to God. And yes, while a plant could be considered a living thing, the plants don't carry the life with the blood in it. And God is going to have more respect of the blood that's in flowing through the veins. Hallelujah. Like it was in that first thing, that first. The other thing about Abel choosing the first was that he mirrored and he patterned after God because see, God sent his first and only begotten son. Hallelujah. God sent his son to die. So it was a shadow and a symbol of what God was going to do. So Abel represented a shepherd to begin with. He was already watching over the sheep. Glory to God. He was already watching over the animals. He already had that shepherd symbol, symbol and symbolism. Hallelujah. And representation. Glory to God. He was already in that position the mirror and the shadow and the type, hallelujah. And now he's mirroring God's ways by giving the firstborn. And that's something that God did repeatedly in the scriptures of always honoring the firstborn. The firstborn, if you notice, when the firstborn would come out, they would already be um, indoctrinated with the birthright. They would already be blessed. Hallelujah. They were born into a blessing. If they were the firstborn male, there was already set aside that that was meant that they were blessed. Glory to God. And the only thing that would change that was they could do something like we see with Esau and Jacob, that Esau sold his birthright so that they could give up the birthright, but they were automatically born into it. And you see other uh, people in 
in the Bible, I think it was Jacob and Esau again, that when they were in the womb, they were fighting in the womb. It was another group too, another set of twins that came along the genealogy. They were fighting in the womb because they knew even in birth, in childhood, as infancies, in their mother's womb, as a fetus, they knew that there was something special about being first. So they wanted to honor God in that way of being the first and receive that blessing. Glory to God. So even Abel's offering and sacrifice was a representation of who God was. And God is going to look back because he said he created man in his image. So when God looks at us, he's looking to see his reflection, glory to God. And that's what Abel offered. He offered God a reflection of himself. So God is going to be pleased. If you look in Genesis in the beginning in one, he says that the face of the God, face of God moved over the waters, glory to God. And I believe that when he moved his face over the waters, hallelujah, he saw a reflection of himself. So he already saw what he wanted to do with man. He wanted to create man in his own image. Hallelujah. It's something pleasing about the face of God. Hallelujah. God's face is pleasing. So God, when he sees himself, hallelujah, he's pleased. Glory to God. So that's what we have to seek after. We have to seek after looking more like God. We got to seek after doing things God's way. We got to seek after giving him back the reflection that is himself. Glory to God. So that's what. That's what Abel did. Abel offered God in a reflection of himself because he was doing things in a way that was pleasing to God that God would do for do himself. Hallelujah. God would later send his only begotten son. He would later send his firstborn, hallelujah, unto the earth to die. Hallelujah. God would later offer his firstborn as a sacrifice. Hallelujah. So he was already speaking the message for God. He already became God's mouthpiece in the earth. Hallelujah. And say, this is how it should be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So Cain, hallelujah. Now we see Cain um, gets a jealous spirit in him and Cain gets upset because his offering does not is not accepted, but it wasn't anybody's fault that Cain's offering wasn't accepted, but his own, because if he had sat down and took, taken the time to get to know who God was, like Mary said at Jesus' feet, then he would know what was acceptable to God. He would know who God was, and he would have given God the thing that pleased him. But because he did not take the time, glory to God, he missed the mark. Hallelujah. He missed the message. Hallelujah. He missed what God was doing. He missed the move of God. God because he did not take the time to spend with God to know who God was and what was pleasing to God. See, we can't come to God any old kind of way like we want to come. Hallelujah. We got to seek God's ways and find out what's pleasing to him. That's like if you're in a relationship and you come to your spouse or your significant other and you give them a gift that's for you. Hallelujah. Nobody wants a gift that's for you. That person is going to respect and honor the gifts that you got that were actually for them. That's like a husband going out and buying a lawnmower for his wife's birthday. Hallelujah. How many know that's going to be a problem at home? Glory to God. Because he didn't get a gift that was significant to her. He gave her what was pleasing to him. Hallelujah. We can't give God gifts that are pleasing to us and expect God to be satisfied and then get upset when God doesn't accept that offering. Hallelujah. But when you give God a sacrifice, you got to look to God to find out what's the sacrifice that's going to please him. You got to ask God what's pleasing in his sight. You got to get into his words so you can learn his ways. And that's something I believe some kind of way Abel learned the ways of God. And Abel saw that God was a God about first. God was a God that he going to respect the sacrifice that was an actual sacrifice to you. That, that was something that 
Abel had to give up. You got to understand that the animals represented, it was almost like money in that day. They didn't have physical money like we have today. We have cash dollar bills. They didn't have that. No, they had, they had cattle. Hallelujah. That was their payment. Hallelujah. So the most valuable thing that Abel had in his possession was those animals. Hallelujah. They were worth more than anything other than if Abel gave up his own life himself. Hallelujah. So him being willing to sacrifice his very uh, living, his very substance, his very, the thing that's going to bring him revenue. Hallelujah. Him being willing to sacrifice that meant that he was giving all that he had to God. Glory to God. It's like the woman with the two mites. Hallelujah. That she, it said that even though all these people came and they gave all this stuff, she gave all she had. So Abel gave a, a offering that was everything. Abel gave the offering that was really a sacrifice. It took something from him. It wasn't just something easy that he did. Like Cain, Cain just plucked up something out of the ground. That was nothing. It was no sacrifice involved. When the animal came into the picture, that meant that some blood was going to be shed. That was something that was an actual true sacrifice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the message here talking about the sacrifice is really talking about learning the ways of God and what's pleasing to him when you want to give God a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Yes, I know we've, we've, we've preached these messages so much and we've talked about come as you are, come as you are, come as you are. And sometimes I feel like it's a misnomer or it's something that we misunderstand and in, in, in what really has to happen when we come to God as we are. Yes, we come to God as we are, but be ready to be changed because if you're with God, if you're in God, if you come to God, you can't stay the way you are. You can't stay the same. Hallelujah. You won't stay the same. I remember... Um, sitting in a in a graduate school class, and I remember, you know, all my unsaved classmates because I was in the secular school, so they didn't know the Lord like that. And I remember them saying, "Well, well, Jesus, you know, they, you know, they always try to preach to Christians when they, you know, feel as though they want to show you up or make you into be, oh, you're a hypocrite or whatever they want to say about you." So they said, "Well, Jesus sat with the sinners, and Jesus, you know, loved everybody." And I said, "Well, the difference is that G that when the sinners came to Jesus, those sinners got changed." They didn't stay sinners sitting around Jesus. Mary Magdalene was no longer a harlot when she came to the Lord. Hallelujah. Her life was changed. Hallelujah. So if you could come and sit around me and your life is going to be changed, come on and sit. Come on and sit, prostitute. Come on and sit, uh, drunkard. Come on and sit, whoever. If you can get, and that's the thing, we have to have the power in ourselves as far as Christian. We have to have the light of Christ. We have to have Jesus resonating inside of us to the point that people that aren't of God, that people that are sinners can come around us and be changed change. It's not just for us to just hang out with sinners all day and they stay sinners. If, if you're around people or they're around you and their life is not being impacted, influenced and changed by your life, then there's an issue there. But you know what, beloved, as usual, running out of time. So, <laughs> but we're going to have to continue this message on a later date. Glory to God. If you don't know the Lord, I encourage you to give your life to Jesus. It's a very simple prayer you can pray. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, then you shall be saved in Romans 10, 9 through 13. So just pray this prayer and say, Jesus, forgive me. I recognize I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. 
Come into my heart. Come into my life. I give you my life for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you prayed that prayer from the bottom of your heart and you believe in your heart, the Bible says that you are saved. All others, we're going to pray. I want to pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, touch all those under the sound of my voice. Bless us, Father God. We bless you. We give you praise and glory and honor. Bless us, Father God, with this message today, Father God. Help those that are listening want to draw closer to you and know you all the more. Help them to want to know the things that are pleasing to you, to study you, to sit at your feet, to study your word and really get to know you that we don't just keep coming to you any kind of way but we come into come to you in a way that's pleasing to you we come to you bringing gifts and sacrifices that could be pleasing to you that you would accept that you would smile down on us father god we thank you father god we bless you we praise you as you change our hearts and minds and souls towards you make us men and women after your own heart let us not keep walking in our own ways and saying oh well you're going to bless us as a result god let us find your way and walk in that. We thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you, bless you, and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, I love you and there's nothing you could do about it. I want you to go be great on purpose. Remember, whatever you're going through, God is turning it around for you. Go and check out any of my books on amazon.com. You can type in my name in the search, Latanya Epiphany. Glory to God. And I hope you would support this ministry in one way or another through purchase of the books, through uh, giving online. I'm on um, PayPal. I'm on Cash App, Epiphany Tanya. Glory to God. So God bless you. I can't wait till we meet or talk again. Glory to God. Into the next message. God bless.